there, and welcome to the Ken Burns Show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you are listening to this, thank you for doing so. Before I even get started, be sure to go to the BMG Network on Facebook. You can write to me at kburns at the BMG Network. Com. Our website will be up and running very soon, the bmgnetwork.com. Uh, it's not up yet. We're still doing a lot of work there to bring you the best content possible. So hang in there. It's coming. But in the meantime, go to the BMG Network on Facebook and you'll find a plethora of information there as well as especially podcasts. You'll see the Pac-Man podcast with Ted Flint, a brand new podcast coming out with Mike Hansen, who is my co-host on the Ken and Mike show. And his podcast is entitled Miked Up with Mike Hansen. And you're not going to want to miss that. He's going to be bringing some rationale to an irrational society. So uh, be sure to be looking for that. Also, we have Kristen Kuhn's coming up very soon and many other things. Again, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And also, of course, check us out on, the, uh, on our live show, uh, the Ken and Mike show, which is every Tuesday at 6 p.m., and you can chime in and give us your questions and comments and opinions, all that jazz. But anyway, tonight, this evening, this morning, whatever it is for you, I'm going to be talking about uh, a few things. Uh, one of those things being, well, the issue of life. Now, before I get started, I know many of you, uh, maybe, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not, I'm not sure. But many of you might say, well, if, you, if you're going to say that Trump was pro-life, then it's just not true. Because you look at his past uh, thought process. But I have to bring up the fact that in the last four years, he's been one of the most pro-life presidents we've ever had. As a matter of fact, he was continually speaking on behalf and up for those who were and are pro-life and still does. As a matter of fact, ahead of his departure from the White House on Wednesday, President Trump issued a presidential proclamation recognizing January 22nd, National Sanctity of Human Life Day. Now, many people will say, well, he doesn't care about humans because of everything he did, and he, the big debacle with, with COVID. Well, maybe you should uh, look into that a little bit more as far as what he was actually doing and what he did. I don't think anybody could have handled it better, as a matter of fact. And we can talk about that another time, but we're now we're going to talk about life as it pertains to those in the womb, the most innocent. This year marks the fourth year in a row that Trump has recognized National Sanctity of Human Life Day in January. And January 22nd marks the 48th anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling making abortion a national right, which is absolutely disgusting. But the president, and by the way, this comes from um, ChristianPost.com, but I got this article from the ChristianPost.com, but there's this is in many other places, many of the mainstream media as well. Well, not many. Most of the media doesn't want to cover this. But if you look for it, you will find it. But the president used the proclamation to speak out against the landmark 1973 ruling of the Roe v. Wade to tout his administration's accomplishments on behalf of the pro-life movement and call on the American people to respect the sanctity of life. Now, what's wrong with that? Again, most people, many I say most, there are many people out there that just don't like the guy, so that anything he says, they just can't stand, even if it's, uh, you know, pro-life and pro-America, pro, you know, babies who have the right to be born. Uh, the, the article goes on. He began by declaring that 
every human life is a gift to the world. I agree. On National Sanctity of Human Life Day, we celebrate the wonder of human existence and renew our resolve to build a culture of life where every person of every age is protected, valued, and cherished. And Trump goes on to describe Roe as a constitutionally flawed ruling that overturned state laws that banned abortion. The proclamation claims that the ruling has resulted in the loss of more than 50 million innocent lives. Now, I'm going to just pause there for a minute. I want you to think about that. 50 million innocent lives. Now, that's not war. Those are little babies in the womb. And the article goes on. The proclamation praises the activism of the pro-life movement and its advocates who support policy initiatives and restrict the legality of abortion. And here's a quote. Strong mothers, courageous students, and incredible community members and people of faith are leading a powerful movement to awaken America's conscience and restore the belief that every life is worthy of respect, protection, and care. This is what Trump stated. The president cited the devotion of countless pro-life pioneers as the reason why the rate of abortions has steadily decreased. And it goes on. Today, more than three out of four Americans support restrictions on abortion. And the president says, since the beginning, my administration has been dedicated to lifting up every American, and that starts with protecting the rights of the most vulnerable in our society, the unborn. Now, I could keep going on and on and on, but if you go to thechristianpost.com, you can read this for yourself. Now, why do I talk about this? What is the significance right now talking about this on this show? Now, of course, I can go in any direction. But I want to make myself clear. In the last podcast, I talked about, a little bit about, briefly, about the hypocrisy of some and the incoming administration and so on. Now, many presidents sign executive orders, okay? It's, It's a very common thing. But I'm telling you what, many of the executive orders, as I stated in the last episode, has been to undo and to put into place things that are completely opposite of what Trump and 75 or more million Americans wanted and want, including this very thing, which should be one of the most important things in our society and in our culture. Again, when we go back to the founders and what we um, came here for and why we came here and who we were protecting, how can we honestly say that we are protecting those innocent lives now? Again, that number, 50 million babies. The word that comes to mind is disgusting. And that's not to bash anybody who's made that mistake. But there are people out there that are sick enough to promote it and to influence others to do so. One of those people is the very person I was just alluding to that is signing executive orders. His name is, well, Joe Biden, who is representing Kamala Harris and company. Well, how do I know that? Well, let's look at what the news says. There's an article here on, on lifenews.com that says that Joe Biden will sign executive order on day one, forcing Americans to fund Planned Parenthood. I'm just going to stop and say this. It is the most outrageous push for abortion ever. Listen to this. You know, as I'm reading this, the article was from uh, um, uh, right before he became the president. Joe Biden is expected to make abortion a priority on his first day in office. Backed by the pro-abortion lobby, Biden supports killing unborn babies in abortions without restriction and wants to force taxpayers, that's you and me, to fund their deaths. Now, I'll stop right there. What is sick about that? Well, 
That means we have no choice in where our tax money is going. But again, this is what many people voted for. Among his first actions, NBC News predicts Biden will overturn the Mexico City policy and President Donald Trump's Protect Life rule, both of which defend the abortion chain Planned Parenthood of millions of dollars. The Mexico City policy, established by President Ronald Reagan, traditionally gets repealed by Democratic presidents and reinstated by Republican presidents. It prohibits taxpayer funding to international aid groups that promote and or do abortions, including Planned Parenthood's international arm. Now remember, Trump expanded the policy to cut off uh, more streams of revenue to international pro-abortion groups, and the rule defunded the International Planned Parenthood Federation of about $100 million and the British abortion chain, Marie Stropes International, of about $73 million U.S. tax dollars. Now, the two uh, pro-abortion groups that I just mentioned, they received millions of American tax dollars under President Barack Obama, and they are expected to receive millions more under Biden's leadership. Pro-abortion leaders expressed confidence that Biden will support their goals. And listen to what Alexis McGill Johnson, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood, said to uh, NBC. I mean, this is just, it's, it's, it's absurd and disgusting. Knowing we have champions there who understand what needs to happen in the first 100 days is tremendously exciting. I'm so glad, Miss um, McGill Johnson, Alexis, whatever you want to be called, so so glad that you're so excited about the unborn babies um, not even having a, a chance. Great job. The article goes on. Nationally, Planned Parenthood, a billion-dollar nonprofit that does more than, this is disgusting, 340,000 abortions a year, also could see more federal tax dollars come its way under the Biden administration. But thankfully, there are some great, real American heroes, like Carol uh, Tobias, who says... It's certainly disheartening, but we aren't going to give up, and we will do whatever we can do to stop abortion from being promoted. And there's another hero. I'm going to keep mentioning some good names here. Kristen Hawkins, who is a president of Students for Life of America. She said if Biden wants to unify Americans, he should drop his radical, and it is radical, pro-abortion agenda. She pointed out uh, that there is much polling that has been done that constantly and consistently shows most Americans oppose taxpayer funding for abortions. And she goes on to say, if Joe Biden truly wants unity, respecting the free speech and conscience rights of Americans, including those of its, his church, is essential, along with limiting taxpayer funding of abortion at home and around the world. That's common ground and a good place to start a conversation. Now, look, at Joe Biden is not acting alone. He is a puppet, and he's being used to do these things. And I think, I, I don't know if I said this on the Ken and Mike show, which, by the way, if you want to check us out, go to the Ken and Mike show on Facebook uh, for our live show every Tuesday at 6 p.m., where we interact with uh, folks like you live, and also we have guests on sometimes, um, etc. I don't know if I said it on that show or, or this one, but this is the Obama administration on, uh, you know, it's 2.0 Obama administration. It's on steroids. The very same actors that we had a little over four years ago are right back in their seat again, somehow. And again, all this talk, not to say that it's all doom and gloom and we have nothing to live for and 
uh, you know, this presidency is just going to take us, you know, down and down and down and down and, and, and life is never going to be the same. Well, in some regard, it, it won't be the same. Uh, our country is not going to be the same. Um, things are happening. And again, I'm not going to go through all the executive, executive orders that are happening right now, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I know that America is already in debt. But if you think we're in debt now, just wait till you see what happens very soon when things start to change financially here under this administration. One of those things being where we could simply save some money by not promoting abortion and Planned Parenthood. The federal government, and again, they say taxpayer dollars, but the federal government is giving them this money. That's our money. And if there's tax dollars coming out of your paycheck every week as well, going to Planned Parenthood, where's the choice in that? I don't think that that's okay at all. I'd love to get your feedback though. What do you think? Now, I'm not going into the whole argument about whether we should be pro-choice or pro-life. I'm absolutely pro-life. If there's a pro-choice near the name of a, of a candidate, I'm not even going to look at him. No, thank you. If you don't have a heart to protect the most innocent, sorry, I don't trust you with my, own, with my life or my children's or any of my friends or anybody's really. But please go to the Ken Burns show on Facebook. You know, just chuck me your questions or comments. I'd Go for it. I'd love to see what you think about this. Or you can email me at kburns at the bmgnetwork.com. But this is just one of the many things that we're up against now for the next four years. And that's what's so frustrating, though. We have all these other complications happening in our world today with China, with the virus, with things that we should really be looking at, if any of it's real. And I'm not saying that the COVID, that COVID is not real, but I'm saying some of the other noise out there that's being touted may not be. With all of that going on, they're more concerned about things like this, abortion, pushing it to its highest extent, as well as things like, for example, here's a headline for you, from abortion care to LGBTQ rights, here's how Joe Biden is prepared to tear up Donald Trump's restrictive gender policies. The Biden administration has already started nixing multiple Trump era policies on gender, transgender rights, and reproductive health care through executive order. Now, again, I won't go through all of this because you can read this for yourself. But again, that's our taxpayer dollars when what many of these people really do need. And it's not offensive to say I'm being honest here. If there's something going on mentally, that's the type of help that one needs. Because just look at all the stories. Many people who do make all of these changes, it doesn't make the mental status go away. It doesn't make life any fuller. I would argue that it makes it more confusing. Therefore, makes life even harder. But I'm not going to get into all of that. Again, there's way too many other things going on. For example, protecting our country and the rights of this country. How about we start there before making executive orders to just go killing people and making some other people just happier by allowing them to have the funds to chop up their body so that they can be who they think they should be. And to me, this is the worst of it. Now, it's going to get even worse because there's so many other things, but this is the worst portion of it. Like, what is the point of promoting that on day one? What, to say screw you to Donald Trump and all those who like life? I mean, look, the first couple of days of, of this administration, it's been very interesting. And the press secretary, man, I'll tell you what, no disrespect, but just looks like a deer 
in, in the headlights with the questions that's coming at her, especially when there's, again, another executive order about mask wearing. And yet they weren't even wearing the masks while they were together out on the, on the yard or whatever they were doing. When she was questioned about that, well, you know what? How about this? Take a listen to this. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? At the inaugural... At the uh, memorial, yes. I, I think, Steve, he was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country, and certainly he signed the mask mandate because it's a way to send a message to the American public about the importance of uh, wearing masks, how it can save tens of thousands of lives. We take a number of COVID precautions, as you know here, in terms of testing, social distancing, mask wearing ourselves, as, as we do every single day. But I don't know that I have more for you on it than that. But as uh, Joe Biden often talks about, uh, it is not just important the uh, example of power, but the power of our example. Was that a good example for people who are watching who might not pay attention uh, normally? Well, Steve, I think uh, the power of his example is also uh, the message he sends by signing 25 executive orders, including um, almost half of them related to COVID, Uh, the requirements that we're all under every single day here to ensure we're sending that message to the public. Yesterday was a historic moment in our history. He was inaugurated as president of the United States. He was surrounded by his family. We take a number of precautions, but I don't think, I think we have bigger issues to, to worry about at this moment in time. There you have it. Well, well, Steve, uh, how many how many ways can I dodge this question? Let me think about it uh, and just say anything that comes to my mind that's, that just kind of goes somewhere else in a different direction because we take real precautions here and uh, 25 executive orders that we've signed related to COVID and it's all hogwash. Come on. What's so sad to me and just hearing her say an historic moment. This is not a unifying moment. I don't care what anybody else says. There were some great speeches, and I, I know that there were some great people that said some great things, but this is not the party of unity. Everybody believes that Trump was such a divisive president. I would love to actually see, show me the facts. Don't just tell me your opinion about how you don't like the guy because he tweeted too much and said certain things that you didn't like. How was he not unifying when he was trying to bring our country together? Oh, he was a fascist. He was a nationalist. That is not at all true. We have to protect our own home. I've said this on other shows. We have to ensure, for example, you in your house, if you're, the, if you're the father, the mother, whatever you are, or the child, your parents, or your, you being the father or the mother, you protect your kids inside of your home. You lock your doors. You might have an alarm system. You watch out for your own. The head of the household makes sure that his flock is in order and protected. And all the ways that come with that. So if our home here in America is not in order and we're not being protected, including our innocent in the womb, how can you honestly say that that is unifying? When somebody comes up to the platform or in any situation and speaks the truth, and it is the truth, sadly, many people look at that as something divisive. Well, guess what? The truth is like a dividing sword. The Bible talks about that because most people don't want to hear it. So when it feels divisive, well, that's what they'll say about it. He is so divisive. She is so divisive. They are so divisive. But if it is a fact, if it is truth, whether it comes out in a very nice way or not, it's still the truth and it doesn't change. 
So look, I'm just going to keep calling out the hypocrisy and the disgraceful acts that are going to come out here. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pray for our leaders and pray that they make the right decisions, but already the decisions that are being made are not for the benefit of you and I. But anyway, we'll see how this all plays out. Again, I'd love to hear your opinions, questions, comments, whatever you want to whatever you want to do. Email me, kburns at the bmgnetwork.com. And also, like I said in the beginning, soon you'll be going to the bmgnetwork.com. Uh, it's where you can see all of our podcasters and our hosts and our shows that are going to be on there. We're gonna, I am so excited. We're going to have so much uh, information out there for you, but not just information, great hosts. We've got Mike Hansen. We've got uh, myself. I'm not calling myself great, but I get to be there. I get to be a part of this whole thing. I'm just very uh, privileged and, and, and honored to be a part of this. We've got Ted Flint on the Pac-Man podcast. We've got Kristen Coons. And I'll tell you why. Every one of these guys are heavy hitters. They love America and they seek truth. And when they see the truth and it not being respected in our society, they call it out as we should. And by the way, I also want to mention we're going to have some great um, ongoing guests, if you will, which I won't mention their name yet, uh, but it's going to be great. We're going to have great conversations and it's going to be live, by the way, too. Not always, but we're going to have live shows. Uh, it's going to be a whole network alternative that you can come to and enjoy the experience with us where your voice can be heard whether you're on the left or the right in the middle wherever you are uh, you will be respected your voice will be uh, respected and it will be heard and we'll all be respectful to one another but it's going to be great uh, again i appreciate you listening to the ken burns show uh, yes i did a lot of ranting uh, this time but I guess I do a lot, but this time it's, this was really frustrating to me. I'd love to know what you think about this. Again, go to the Ken Burns show on Facebook, go to the BMG network on Facebook, uh, go to the Ken and Mike show on Facebook, check out the Pac-Man podcast on Facebook, which you'll find on the BMG network as well. Um, of course you can go to the busbrout.com and look up the Pac-Man podcast. And again, we're going to be having mic'd up with Mike Hansen. Uh, very soon. He's going to be putting out his first podcast next week. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that show and you're going to love what he has to say as well. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you next time. In the, in, in the meantime, remember, keep your head up, stay positive, and always know that you've got a God that loves you. God bless you guys. See you next time. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded in BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. Check out more episodes of The Ken Burns Show at buzzsprout.com or find The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And please join us again as we bring you more dynamic content.